0: Okay, thanks, Mark. Okay, today, as it's a short passage, I thought we would just read it together. So from Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 to 9. Now the whole world had one language and common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they've begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That's why it's called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the earth. Okay, what's so bad about the Tower of Babel? From Noah, obviously the population had exploded. Uh, They'd been fruitful in that sense. Uh, And this is obviously uh, some generations later. I mean, on the face of it, it looks a jolly good thing. They're coming together as a community. Um, They build, they want to build this city. They want to build this skyscraper. I mean, it's a great building project, isn't it? I mean, jobs are being created. Technical advance, technological advance, civilization is coming. Surely this should be something that we should welcome, or God that should and God should be pleased about. What's the problem? Is God thinking mankind is too clever? They're getting too big for themselves. The problem is, isn't it, is quite clearly set out. In verse four, the problem is not their ability uh, or, or their creativity. That's how God has made mankind, made to be creative, in His image. In that sense, it's not that. The problem is their intention, isn't it? The problem is their motivation. So, in verse four, we read that um, let's make, a, let's build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the earth. They wanted to make a name for themselves. They wanted a reputation. They wanted to be famous. They wanted a monument to their greatness and to their cleverness. People do that today, don't they? People build huge projects and then they attach their name to it. I think there's a place in New York called Trump Tower, but we won't make any more political comments. But people like to do that, don't they? They like to put their name up in lights to to trumpet, if you like, their, their abilities, their name. The problem here is man's pride again, isn't it? That's the issue. That they thought they didn't need God. They could do whatever they liked. They were the masters of their own destiny. How foolish it is. They think because they can't see God, that God can't see them. (laughs) That's what a lot of people think today, isn't it? Because we can't physically see him, then he can't see us. It's a bit like Adam and Eve hiding in in the garden, thinking that somehow they could hide behind the trees and God couldn't see them. But God sees everything, and he sees what's going on in this new, if you like, civilization. Just an aside, by the way, just a thought, I remember reading something quite a long time ago, and I can't really remember any of the details, but not that I need to. There's a picture in our world that because we came from apes, that actually early man was not very intelligent, and slowly our intelligence developed as our brains got bigger. What actually if that's not true? What actually if man was created super intelligent? All right, we've been able to build on technological advance from previous generations, so we can do far more than the previous generation and all the way back down the line. But what if man was super intelligent? And there is, by the way, some evidence for this in terms of there are things in, in, in previous civilizations that we still cannot understand how they managed to do what they did. I just plant that thought because that's the very opposite thought to, in a sense, the message that comes through evolution, that slowly we evolved from apes and slowly our brains got bigger. Maybe that was not the case, in fact, I don't mean maybe, I mean, I don't believe that was the case. Anyway, God God sees and God acts. He could have sent an earthquake. would have knocked it all down. He could have sent a famine. could have sent a plague. He doesn't. He comes down, and we don't know how he does this, but he does something to their lips. That's where the word uh, talks about their language. That's what the root of the word is. He does something so that they can no longer understand one another. And that, of course, brings complete chaos to their grand building project. (laughs) I'm sure there's more than one sketch out there which shows what it was like on that building site once they can no longer understand one another. And so what we have at the end of the story is we have a half-finished tower. Sitting on the plain in Babylonia, not a monument to their greatness but a monument a monument to their futile thinking to their foolishness to think that they knew better than god and that they could do whatever they chose that they could be the masters of their own destiny and there's a lesson there for us isn't there in terms of our present world there's a, we think as a as a world that we're the masters and if, if anything in terms of the, the, re- the current crisis shows us, is actually we're not. We're not. One small virus has brought the world's wheels to a grinding halt. Who could have imagined that three months ago, four months ago? We're not the masters of our own destiny. And we're foolish if we think that we can live our lives without any reference to God our Creator. That's one of the messages from this passage, isn't it? And so they left behind a city called Babel, or we'd say Babel, that's where we get our word from. Not a very, uh, not a very uh, great sounding name for a city, is it, Babel? Although, of course, from there, future civilizations of, Babylonia, of Babylon would arise, and they were scattered across the earth. They thought they were going to be united together, the end of the mess. The end of the story. We see them being scattered everywhere, across across the earth. Which, of course, is what God intended that they should do. The pride. The problem of human pride. We've seen right the way through these uh, readings this week, haven't we? And of course, that is still the pride. That is still the problem for us as individuals and for us as nations and our world today. Jesus. The greatest man who ever walked on this earth did not seek to have a building named after him. He did not seek to build an empire. He did not seek to build a reputation. In fact, we know it's the very opposite. The devil tempted him to do that, didn't he? The devil showed him the kingdoms of the world and he said, You can have all of this, all of it. You can have your empire. You can be known as the greatest person that lives. And Jesus said, no. Jesus said, no, said to him, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And we know, don't we, that Jesus, instead of seeking to gain everything, gave up everything. That wonderful passage in, Philippians chapter two Philippians chapter two. And of course, Paul writing that letter to the Philippians is encouraging us to be like Jesus, to be humble, to humble ourselves, and to put him first. And here's the wonderful the wonderful ending to the story, if you like. Those guys in in uh, the city of Babel, thought they could become great, and God had to show them that they couldn't without Him. But the wonderful thing is that God wants to lift us up. God was not—it wasn't—it wasn't their ability that God was worried about. It wasn't that they were—it wasn't that He was frightened of them, or somehow that they were going to compete with Him. God wants. To lift us up for whoever exalts himself will be humbled but whoever humbles himself will be exalted god wants to lift us up but the way to be lifted up the way to be exalted is to become like the lord jesus christ and he says one day those of us who love him will be lifted up we'll see his glory we will experience all that God intended from the very beginning for us it's not easy to be humble is it that natural thing within each of us that somehow wants to prove ourselves that wants to get a reputation and we need God's help to resist that temptation But he will give us that help if that's what we seek. And one day, if we're humbled, he will lift us up to the heights of glory.